The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to the Rod and Staff podcast. I am your host, Roger, along with my co-host, Jason. And on this episode, uh, we are going to discuss the topic of worry and anxiety. Seems to be something that is around us uh, in the news and people are thinking about and struggling with. So we wanted to just uh, look into this topic and see if we can bring some uh, clarity, some hope uh, from God's word as we discuss this topic. But as we like to do at the beginning of every episode, is we like to ask each other a question to get to know each other a little bit uh, better. Uh, this question is not so much to get to know each other better, but uh, as this year has brought a lot of discouragement and a lot of people uh, just complaining um, about what's going on, I thought as we're recording this podcast coming off of Thanksgiving, uh, what's some positive that's happened in your life this year? What, what's something, maybe one or two things that you're really thankful for in the midst of this year that we're going through? Wow. Thanks, Roger. Put me on the spot here. I mean, there really is so much to be thankful for. There really always is. And I don't want to be cliche uh, about that, but uh, even the pandemic itself has has brought a lot of good things that can mm-hmm. can be we can look back and, and see. Uh, for instance, I'll give one. We don't have to try to help people understand why their spiritual lives are important right now. Mm. You know, um, in ministry, you know, at, at times the distractions of the world, the, the the desires, the things that are out there, the gratifications drag people, pull people away from us. Um, right now, I think everyone has got this somber kind of mentality and that's really good for eternal purposes. And mm. so that's one, one kind of ministry praise that I have that we're, it's kind of like preaching at a funeral. Not that it's my favorite thing to do, but you have everyone's attention. Yeah. They're, they're more receptive than, uh, you know, than other times in a sense. So that's, that's one. And I mean, Otherwise, honestly, I complain about this uh, a lot in a sense, but it's also a great joy being with my kids at home. Mm. When am I going to have this kind of time with them uh, ever again? When am I going to see the way they do school and that interaction with them just all day long, mm. watch them during their breaks, the, the, the cartwheels that my daughter does around the house during breaks. <laughs> when, when am I going to get to see that kind of stuff as regularly as I'm seeing it? So Honestly, I think that's a that's a good praise as well, and something I'm thankful for. How yeah, about you, uh, Roger? What are you thinking about this? <clears throat> yeah, I think thinking in in our personal lives as we were thinking about this year and just all of our plans kind of being turned upside down. You know, you make plans for vacation and different things that. Uh, even in the midst of it, the pandemic opened up opportunities. I I think I enjoyed pandemic traveling. Uh, you know, this year we went to the Grand Canyon just spontaneously. It was like, yeah. let's just go a few weeks notice. And it was just so easy to travel. It was quiet, a great trip. And then my brother and I were able to 
uh, go to Mount Whitney and hike Mount Whitney this year. And that is by reservation only. And we didn't get the initial reservation because it sells out quickly. But because of the pandemic, people were dropping out and a slot opened up on the ideal time. Wow. Um, and we took the thought and, and, and went for it. So there were just the silver linings of, you know, opportunities um, uh, when people were uh, fearful of, of doing anything. Um, yeah. So, but a lot of good things have happened. I, I just think that we hear so much negativity. It's just getting to me. It's like, it's, you know, we have so much to be thankful for. There, there is good in the midst of, what's going on around us and oh, we can yeah. lose sight of that in each other's lives and in, in our own lives. So. Yeah, honestly, I mean, if we just stop and think, especially our circles, this, uh, you know, if people are listening from the United States, particularly from California in LA area, I mean, really we have so much, uh, so much and, uh, and so much then to be thankful for. And, and we take advantage of it. We take it for granted. And, uh, and hopefully this causes us to pause and, and, and think about it some more. Good yeah, question. They, Thanks, Roger. Yeah, and, and I think the reality, though, is that it has been a hard year. And that's why we, we wanted to talk about this topic of uh, worry and anxiety. We don't want to just, sim, you know, be simplistic and just say we need to be joyful. We need to be thankful because we understand the reality of living in a fallen world. And I think that often we're hearing in the news that a lot of the decisions that are being made seem to be being made based on worry and fear and it's it's impacting people's lives but then it impacts us and how we're responding to life so we're struggling with worry fear anxiety all these descriptions of things that are going on inside of us so that'd be a good topic to start talking about and thinking through um of of what it is and i think just setting the foundation is how would you describe these terms or define these terms of starting with uh, what is worry and what is fear? Yeah. I mean, worry. So worry and fear are certainly related um, to me. Worry is more like that, that aching feeling that longer term fear is kind of in a moment uh, I get scared of something. It, it frightens me. It causes me to, to think, Oh my goodness, what's about to happen to me, you know, but it's more momentary. And if it's something that's dragging out, that's longer, more subtle, sometimes you've got this, this sense of which we call, you know, anxiety. Um, I think that lingering, that aching remaining feeling that there's something bad is about to happen. Mm. <laughs> something, something is, you know, something detrimental, something negative, something hazardous is about to happen. Uh, and when's that going to happen? I don't know. And so my mind is always thinking about it. I think to me, that's worry. Uh, that's the, the, the anxiety, the fear is similar, but it's more momentary. It's mm. something has come at me and I'm afraid of it. Uh, and then it passes in a sense. Uh, but worry is the lingering feeling. I don't know. Yeah. How, how would you describe it? Yeah. I, I, I like how you describe it. I think that, yeah, in the same, in the same vein, worry seems to be more long-term you're thinking and, and worrying about something fear can, can come and go. It can be situational uh, where worry, you can just worry about anything. 
You know, I worry about oh, if this is going to happen, if that's going to happen, and it, it can be constant where fear can suddenly come. Um, but as we know, experiences vary from person to person. Yeah. Um, and, and it brings back to the point of where does this come from? How, you know, where, where do these emotions arise from when we think about describing it? How, how do we think biblically about where they're coming from? How, how would you answer that? I mean, I think we see it so much in scripture. I mean, everywhere we turn in scripture, there's something about fear. Uh, usually we're being commanded or, or told or yeah, not to fear, right? But um, so the, the, way, the way I see it, and I think you and I off the air too, we were talking about it, this is just part of our humanity. You know, emotions are part of who we are. Um, sociability is part of who we are. This is just how God has created us. And I think... Um, fear is not necessarily a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are dangers. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have fear, you don't respond to the danger. Well, <laughs> you know, we could be really foolish and, you know, go headlong into a bus coming toward us because yeah. we had no fear. <laughs> well, that'd be stupid. right? <laughs> um, but when you have a healthy fear, yeah. Uh, you don't get too close to the edge of that cliff that you were hiking up in Mount Whitney or whatever it is, you know? So I think fear is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and it's just part of our human makeup. It's, it's kind of who we are or part of who we are. I should say it's not who we are, but it's part of who we are. Yeah. And it, it describes, you know, if we think about being made in the image of God, it's part of how we reflect God. He is an emotional being too. He is described with emotions in scripture. Sure. Uh, he can be at times angry and compassionate, loving. We get descriptions and we just reflect that in our lives. So in a sense, all of us are emotional. Mm -hmm. Just some of it's more expressive on the outside and some of us express it more on the inside, but we all have uh, these, the capability to express it. And it's not a good or a bad, it's how it's coming out. Right. Yeah, it's, how it's coming out. And, and uh, is it, is it in under the, the right kind of structure? Is it in order or is it out of order? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think you've used language. I'm trying to remember what you used, what language you've used in the past, inordinate desires. Mm -hmm. You know, this would be kind of an inordinate reaction, you know, rather than the right and properly ordered reaction, it seems to me. Because fear is not inherently bad or wrong, especially because we see that it's useful uh, to our humanity. Look, if, it, if it, a tiger is running at you, a lion is running at you, run. Yeah. It's a good, good idea. Yeah. Don't, don't just stand there. Um, the question, I think worry comes in when there is no tiger or there is no lion or it's not right there in front of you, but you're always wondering when's the next one showing up mm. and is there another one around the corner and is that going to, when is it going to eat me? You know, whatever. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, we, we could describe it some more obviously, but um, I think that's when it becomes a problem when it's not the moment of fear. Uh, it's, it's my mind wandering and telling me there's something to fear that I shouldn't fear, or I don't realize that God is bigger than that fear. I mean, there's so much more. We'll get into to that, I'm sure, but kind of trying to distinguish the two in a moment versus kind of this longer term, my imagination. 
Yeah. And even as you talk about that, what I think is interesting is because we're made in the image of God and we're body, soul, psychosomatic beings, it affects us physically. So as we're thinking and fearing, we actually have a physical response to it. And we can feel it in our bodies. We can see it in our bodies of, of becoming fearful or becoming anxious. And there's that connection. And both of them are working uh, simultaneously and affecting us. And so it's a whole body response. And yep. therefore, we don't have just a simplistic answer to it. It's, yeah. it's the complexity of how we were made and how those go hand in hand of both our thinking and our bodily responses, along with all the shaping influences of our lives. So, yeah, that cycle that you're talking about is how, I mean, how true is that, right? Think about, you know, you, you're afraid of something or you're thinking about something that's causing this anxiety. And from what I understand, I'm no medical doctor, but I understand that, you know, adrenaline becomes a part of this in terms of your physical reactions that flight or fight, uh, fight or flight reaction that we have. Well, the more that adrenaline comes, the more our body is reacting, the more our mind is wondering, why is my body reacting this way? Why am I having this panic? Why am I, why is my heart thumping? Why? And that's causing more anxiety, more adrenaline. It just seems like a, a cycle that we, and I, I've experienced it quite a bit, I'll be honest. And so I, I know that, that body soul interaction quite well. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I was just remembering uh, when I was younger, I used to do a paper route in the morning, early in the morning before the sun comes out. So riding my bike in the dark. And it was one day where I'm riding my bike and throwing papers. And all of a sudden, I hear a dog barking. And that's not unusual. But the dog was barking because he was chasing me. Oh, no. (laughs) And I started flying on my bike. And I'm like, Wow, I've never rode so fast in my life. And you just, <laughs> I mean, that adrenaline, the heart's thumping, and you're just responding because you're realizing the situation. And so, uh, and then others reacted that morning because they didn't have their newspaper because you were running away. You didn't throw their paper to them, right? <laughs> that they is true. To- <laughs> or they were laughing in their window as they saw me running from the dog that was probably harmless. <laughs> He looked pretty scary when you can't see him and he's barking and chasing you. So. Right. Oh, man. Uh, but but there are things we, we worry about and scripture does describe it. So just looking at one scripture um, today is, is a familiar one in Matthew 6. And what Jesus says about, about this, um, in verse 25, uh, Jesus describes, or he he speaks to what we're talking about. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And then he'll continue on in this verse talking about how uh, he feeds the birds in the air, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and we see him uh, describing about being anxious, and then uh, he uh, repeats it in verse 11. He says, therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we think, drink, or what shall we wear? Uh, for the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. This is just one scripture that talks about worry, uh, fear, being anxious. 
there's many descriptions of situations that we find ourselves in. So the Bible doesn't give us the definitions, but it describes the experiences we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Jesus is talking here about it and telling us not to be, uh, and he's directing us back to, uh, back to our heavenly father, um, some questions are important to think about mm-hmm. is what do we worry about? In this passage, we get a couple examples. So there's a couple examples here, what we worry about, mm-hmm. basics of life, the necessities of life, uh, what we will eat, what we will drink, uh, clothing that we put on. But what more do we find ourselves worrying about? Or have you experienced or, uh, you know, if you interact? Yeah. I mean, look, uh, I think a very common anxiety or fear for people. And, and I've, I've shared with people that I've struggled with this too, is the, the fear of uh, disease, mm. health. Uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, be diagnosed with something. Uh, it's kind of funny because I, I just took a COVID test today. Haven't gotten my result yet. We might get it on the air. We'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, I might, I might have a disease. I might, I might have uh, deal with cancer. I might deal with a heart attack. I might, you know, these types of anxieties that we have, you know, uh, especially if we feel something different in our body, some of us are really aware of our bodies and, Oh, do I need to go into the doctor? Do I not? I, I I get anxious about whether it's wise or right to go to a doctor or not, you know, Mm. Uh, like, am I being foolish? Should I, should I not? Is it, is it a sign of anxiety to be doing that? So now I'm anxious about being anxious. Like there's (laughs) a lot that we, we can be anxious. I think about being anxious about our children. Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to grow up to know and trust in Christ? You know, uh, I, I really don't worry about them <laughs> in terms of jobs and those types of things these days. Uh, I, I, I'm more concerned spiritually with, are they going to follow the Lord um, uh, in this world? That's kind of crazy. And, and it doesn't seem to be uh, getting better, but getting worse, you know, and then today, are we, are we ever going to get back to the normal way of life? I think that's a worry that's weighing on a lot of us. Yeah. What about you? Any, any thoughts on what we worry about? Yeah, I, I think all of that and more. And, and depending on who we are, we worry about having enough. Mm. Uh, are we going to, to have enough to support our families? We have to support ourselves. Um, you know, what is it going to look like next year from now? Are we going to have a job or, uh, you know, how is our church going to look? Are we going to be able to continue? How is anything you can, you can fill in the blanks with what we worry about. And during this time, we see a lot of the worry is heightened of, am I going to get sick? Am I going to get a disease mm-hmm. um, uh, comes out? And there's a lot of, of this going around where people are just fearful of one another. I always think of, you know, as even we're walking around each other, there's this natural worry and fear of one another, of you're going to make me sick. I mean, I can't yeah. tell you how many times I'm running outside and people see me coming, they're just jumping out of the way. And, and I'm like, okay, you're about to fall off a cliff, you know, <laughs> calm down. It's okay. Yeah. If, you know, but people are so fearful. It's just a natural instinct. And that's yeah. not good. It makes me wonder years from now, the impact of the shaping influence that we get around us, this culture of worry and fear that we're experiencing around us. Um, I mean, isn't it, 
it, it's it's really interesting that fear of death which is what this is right i mean the, we're afraid of disease but there's really connected to that fear of death and that fear of death is driving us as a world right now mm-hmm. <laughs> Let, let's at least as a country but it seems like it's all around the world as a world to have a fear of life we're not living we're just trying to to stay home and you know protect ourselves and protect others what I want to say to some people who are talking about that all the time, protect each other, protect is protect for what sake, if I'm going to stay in my home and not interact and not love people, interact with people, bless people, be in social interaction with people. Is that even life? Like what is human life? I mean, it gets to some existential questions that are, are, are not for this podcast, but um, you know, maybe another time, um, yeah, I was I was talking to my wife about that. We were sitting on the couch and and I was I was expressing that that struggle of what are we doing at home? What how are we thinking about just we're all just going to trap ourselves at home and and yeah, we're not living in and I told her, you know, it reminded me a quote of a movie and I don't quote <laughs> movies because I don't watch many movies or can't remember anything anyway, but there's a one line in a movie that I always remember. Um, and it was a, a, a comment about uh, two prisoners were in jail and one was uh, having an idea of what he wanted to do when he got out. Mm-hmm. And the other guy's like, stop thinking like that. You know, that's never going to happen. That's a pipe dream. And it was kind of this pessimistic outlook. And he said, yeah. you know, he said, get busy living or get busy dying. Mm. And I thought that huh, it feels like our time right now. Are we, are, are we embracing life or are we just, waiting for for what but uh yeah. sorry that was a tangent but let, let's <laughs> get back on the <laughs> topic there's there's one quote i want to read you and then kind of bring out why do we worry mm-hmm. i was reading a book uh probably last year and there's one quote that struck me from this book and this is what the author said he said about emotions in a general high level but talks about fear and worry and anxiety he said perhaps one of the most important things the Bible tells us about our emotions is that they are an expression of what we value or love, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what we value or love. So in a sense, taking that quote, why do we worry then? What are we valuing, loving, treasuring in our hearts? Yeah. I mean, a whole lot of self, (laughs) <laughs> but but that's not necessarily a bad thing right i mean yes. there's an expectation and a, a very natural and righteous way of taking care of ourselves but there is an inordinate version too but we're you know i'm worried about my life my pain my comfort uh you know my children's pain comfort life etc right that those are things that we value um, like you said, sometimes we value uh, material things too. Am I going to have? Am I not going to have? Of course, those are those are part of it as well. Um, yeah. What else? Yeah. What do you think? Value in terms of what we value? Yeah. So he brought out just a just a little bit more of what he was saying. He also said that it is expressing our loves, our hopes, our dreams, our fears, and so on. 
mm-hmm. and they're 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 actually reveal us broadcasting to others who bother to notice who we are mm-hmm. and that hurt you know because it's it's so true because i think of like when i worry one of the reasons i'm worrying or underneath that is i want control mm-hmm. i want to feel like i'm in control of what's going to happen and because i don't have control over the future and i can't have it god doesn't promise that Mm-hmm. I worry. And then at the same time, on the opposite side, I worry about losing something. Mm-hmm. And therefore, again, I'm trying to control that aspect. And it's revealing, I don't want loss, whatever that might be financial, relational, whatever it could be. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then you can get into just adding all the other descriptive words, right? We're fearing something, we're fearing uh, something that could happen to us. Um, and I, we love that we treasure that and we value it. And it's not that that's a wrong thing. Yeah. Right. It's when it, it starts to become, uh, controlling of us where that is what is more important in our hearts and what we're worshiping more than the Lord. Yeah. I mean, I guess the question that we have to ask is, is, um, caring about something or worrying about something, uh, wrong in and of itself mm-hmm. you know the lord uses a, a word there you know uh, talking about be- being anxious or not being anxious i was we were talking a little bit off the air that paul uses the same word uh about himself in second corinthians chapter 11 and he's talking about kind of all that he's endured all that he's gone through in terms of his ministry mm-hmm. And then he gets to, uh, this is chapter 11, verse 28. He says, he's talking, it's pretty interesting. He's talked about being beaten, you know, 39 lashes, how many times and shipwrecked and all these things he's gone through. And then he says, and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my, and here's the word, anxiety for all the churches. And that, that was fascinating. He, it's part of actually his defense of himself. This whole section about how he's gone through all these different things is kind of a defense of, of his uh, apostleship or something. We could say something like that. But but then he gets to this part where he's talking about the anxiety he feels for all the churches as part of his apostolic suffering. I don't know. What do you, what do you make of that? Yeah, it, it's interesting because I don't think that the scriptures are calling us to this consistent, you're walking, trusting in the Lord, and you're not having anxiety or worry at times. I think what it's revealing is it's revealing what's going on inside of our heart, which could be a good thing that could turn into a bad thing. So being anxious for the churches, I think, is his right, uh, showing his importance he's placing on the ministry. Mm-hmm. that that he's a part of which is a good thing but if you take it too much in the sense where now you think that uh, maybe you can con- not maybe not control it but it's 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 causing you to not trust in the lord's sovereignty over his right. church then right. you've kind of put your hands on the wheel and now your good anxiety for the church is becoming a worrisome anxiety that you have no control over and you're not tr- you're trusting so there's a fine line between i guess where is it taking us is the question is right where is it driving it, us to yeah it comes back to kind of what we do with that anxiety 
Yeah, that's right? a good way to put it. It, it kind of, so so like you said, this 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 heart of oh, I'm concerned that the church in Thessalonica is not going to walk with Christ the way they were when I was there. Paul might have a concern like that, right? It's and it's fair for him to have that care for them, but it's how he responds to that care and anxiety. What does Paul do? He gets on his knees and he lifts them up mm-hmm. to the Lord. Yeah. He, he prays for them daily. He says, right. He's constantly praying. This reminds me of what we've talked about in terms of lament mm-hmm. because the grief is not a problem. It's yes. what we do with that. And so I feel like anxiety is very closely connected to that same thinking of, of lament. It's where is it turning our attention? And yeah, I could care about certain things, but that care should now drive me to go back to the Lord, to reevaluate to bounce off of my knowledge of him, what I'm going through and then reassess, like you said, my own heart. What is it about me that the Lord is revealing through this anxiety? Um, And I'll tell you, look, I've dealt with, like I said, I've dealt with anxiety a lot, had to think a lot about my own heart. Why am I so concerned? Why am I afraid? You know, one of the things that Ed Welch talks about is kind of evaluating even the thing you're anxious about. He says, because almost everything we've ever been anxious about didn't come true. (laughs) (laughs) You think about that a little bit and you go, yeah, so why do I keep going back to it? But it helps to think about what we're anxious about as long as we do it in the the, the right context, the context of the word of God, which uh, unfortunately we're running out of time here, Roger, we're gonna have to come back to this in, in another episode, I think. Yeah, I definitely. I think where we're we're headed is is the direction we pick up next time of what do we do with it, and where is it leading us is is what's important. Um, so in our next episode, we can unpack all of your anxiety for our audience to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We just do a counseling session. You can counsel me. This will work. That'll be that'll be really helpful. <laughs> but I think that just unpacking it and getting to this point will be good for where we want to go for the next episode. So we're going to pick this up again next time, talking about where our uh, emotions, our anxiety, our fear, our worry are leading us. And then how does God's word speak into that? How is God's word directing that yeah. so that we're not trying to numb ourselves to not be emotional? We're right. trying to redirect it in the right direction. I think just one kind of last thought is that I also learned from David Pallison is he said that if you don't have the right emotion in the circumstance, that also is a problem. Mm, good point. You know, yeah. and, and so I hadn't thought about that before, but it also shows what you're caring about or valuing at the same yeah. time. So there's a yeah. lot to talk about and, and think about with this topic, but um, uh, we're running out of time for this episode. And so we'll pick this topic up again next time. Uh, we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. And if you have any feedback, please feel free to email us. Let us know what you think. If you have any questions you want us to, to address, we'd love to hear from you. And, um, and we'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.